right. Good morning, my friends. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your sleepy co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, for these morning shows is your co-host, Spaz. And, as usual, powered by caffeine, and, because there's never enough of and it. And there's never enough, especially <laughs> this particular week. We just had the Daylight Savings Time switch. Over here in, in America, we're still doing that, apparently, and it's the worst. I'm Whether fall or back, uh, whether, for, whether, whether going forward or coming back, uh, it always wrecks me for a week. How about you, Spaz? It's, it's, like, it's like jet lag without the fun of travel. Ugh, that's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it, because your body's expecting you to be doing something else at this time. And, and so it, it takes, yeah, it's like changing course of a ship very slowly for my brain. Uh, we have a guest this morning. I don't think I'm going to try to say your last name, Vincent. I'm sorry. I, I've been real. I've been rolling it around in my head and I don't think I'll do it justice. So joining us from Freiburg, Germany uh, of Sonejo studios. Did I say that right? I should. Yes, have asked that's, that. that's correct. Great. Uh, Vincent, R will say because he said he told me how to say his last name, and I've been trying to go over it in my head, and I'm like, I know I'm going to mess this up. So rather than it's mess too it up, early just, for you, Brian, it's, it's okay. too early for me. Rather than mess up Go someone's ahead. name, I'm just not going to say it at all. I think that's the better way to go. Uh, welcome, <laughs> Vincent. Today we're here to yes. talk about uh, your retro space adventure game, SpaceNet, that just dropped on Steam. Virtually, yes, to right. me at least, out of nowhere. Like I, I never saw it coming. But that's that's part and parcel with Steam anymore. Uh, is like, oh look, surprise space game. Because uh, there's like, on average, thirty releases a day, roughly. Because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I think I did the math in 2019. There were like hundreds of thousands of releases, and that that ended up being like about thirty a day. So. Oh. So I give props to anyone trying to be a, a developer, a, a video game developer right now, because it's an amazing time, but it's also got to be a tough time. So, you know, props to you for jumping into that pool and making this game. Uh, folks, this is a retro adventure game that if you're looking at the stream, it to me, it felt like I was playing it on an Apple IIe in roughly 1985 or six, what what was the was that like something like the vibe you were going for, Vincent? Was that kind of like old because it's monochrome? Clearly, uh, like what was the exact vibe you were going for when you created this? Yes, exactly. I mean, my my first computer was a 486. Oh wow! And uh, I was totally uh, I don't know as a child I was fascinated by this two color things uh, screen and um i don't know and um <clears throat> for space net actually i um it has another reason well um the reason is i i don't know six or eight years ago i i, I started um, learning programming and i was looking for um for a good project, which is a lot of fun and to try around. And um, so I started a game, which was the previous one. And um, I didn't want to put so much effort on the graphics because I wanted to learn uh, programming and I wanted to 
to go into it. And um, so I decided to to start with a really the simplest design ever, which I can do, <laughs> but uh, which is looks good. And that was it. And for SpaceNet, I, I I took this the same design because I really like it. And um, yes, I, I I continue on that direction. So so your first computer was a four eighty six with a monochrome screen. Like, yes. Like, oh wow. Okay. I mean, I mean, that was the my father's computer actually. Right, but yeah, because in the four eighty six area, that's interesting. Because in the four eighty six era. Maybe it was different in Germany, but in the 486 era here, we had moved on to roughly EV, EGA and VGA at that point. So it's kind of interesting that you had a 486, <laughs> but with a monochrome. When, when, do you remember when that was, out of curiosity? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I, I was too young. I don't know. I, I was maybe eight or something and eight years old. And um, I, I think it was a 486, but maybe... It, was even less i don't i don't remember really i just remember the screen and for me the screen was the computer actually <laughs> oh yeah no that's fair and that's totally fair <clears throat> they were so the screens were so huge you yes, know, back yes. then yeah they're these hot the folks if you if you if you did if you didn't game back in the 80s especially the crts that came with that you you had to get they were as big as a television uh, yes, they were these huge things, and and my my first computer actually hooked up to the television. It didn't even have its own monitor. You just had to hook it up to a TV, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it it was not entirely monochrome. Like I think it had four colors. Okay, maybe it was CGA. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey John, good morning. Yeah, those 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 monitors, those those old. But I, I grew when I would go to school. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the Commodore PET. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Very old mm-hmm. computer, and that's that's okay. what my elementary school had. And those monitors were massive, and they were like this though. It was like huge monitor, but it it would be easy to think that the monitor is the entire computer, which these days yes. these days in some cases it is, but. Uh, <laughs> yes, have a look to your smartphone. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. This is entirely a monitor. That's a good point. Yes. I never really thought yes. about that, but this whole, <laughs> this smartphone is entirely a monitor. That's a yes, real... yes. <laughs> Funny. So you, you're trying. You you learn. So I gotta say, um, even though the graphics are minimalistic and they evoke a certain time period, uh, it very functional. Very functional. What I was going to say is, um, like, my favorite game is from 1989, and it doesn't have much in the way of graphics. But it does a good job of whinging the imagination well yes. enough that you don't really need the graphics. Yes. and Because your imagination, in a lot of ways, will do do a better job than, yes. than a lot yes. of graphics. So. I, I'm I'm totally on board with that school of thought, and uh, and here, yeah, the graphics are minimal, but like they're just enough to give you a sense of scale, and they're just enough to give you a sense of place, yes, and the, and they all and they also work well with the uh, the the. So far, the puzzles I've played in the game, like none of they're not too they're not super complicated. 
You know, they're they're relatively like I think the the puzzles I've encountered so far involve a few switches. And in some cases you have to figure out which switches to throw to go to where you need to go. Like nothing it's, like nothing on the level of mist or whatever, no. <laughs> you know, where you want to throw your monitor out the goddamn window. Excuse my language. Um, but, but I do, I do, I do have to admit you've done a great job of not only evoking a certain time period, but uh, in a way, I think that makes the game more accessible because you don't, you need all you need is a mouse to play this, right? Like you don't even need really a keyboard. You just need a mouse because you just well, no. The, the keyboard's necessary. I think it, for what? No. I don't remember. I'm, I'm, Shouldn't I'm, be. I'm so foggy because because I one thing I liked about it is basically, folks, you're clicking around action points, and yes. those action points, as you can see on the screen, let you do different things. Sometimes an action point will have nothing there which I think is funny, honestly, <laughs> sometimes, and, and sometimes an action point is just a transition to get you to other action points. Um, but some action points, if you double click them, you'll find something on the ground, which is very adventure gamey. You know, uh, you find a mailbox, <laughs> you know, uh, there's very a white house. Yeah, there's a white house. Exactly. Uh, very adventure gamey, but, uh, uh, no, Brian, I was going to say, uh, yeah. you do kind of need the keyboard for some of it, like to input your name at the beginning. Oh, God, yes. that's true. Yeah, you're totally right. Yes, that's true. And for the for the terminal. Um, for the terminal. That's right, yeah. the terminal. I forgot. Yes. See, I'm, I, again, I apologize. I am so foggy-brained this morning. I forgot about the terminal, and that's what I was getting at. I love how you mix a little bit of new school and old school in that. Like, you have a notepad, and... It saves some things like phone numbers and whatnot yes. for the terminal, but it's not like a game log these days where it remembers everything for you. It's yes. still, I appreciate that it's still old school in the fact that you still have to remember certain things, maybe write them down on an actual piece of paper like we did back in the day, you know? Yes. Yes. Cause, yes. Cause there were some times where I was like, wait, okay. I know I have to go over here and talk to this guy, but where is that guy? I got to remember where that guy is. Cause the game's not going to tell you, you know, yes. and there's no quest log or anything. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's just, okay. I've, I mean, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Um, that's, that's, that's the thing I really liked was um, when I was a child, it was the, the game that <clears throat> they couldn't do so crazy graphics at that time. So they put a lot of effort in the story and um, in all kinds of things, in the personalities of the people and also in the game itself, how it is the, the, how it's playable and so on. And it's something I wanted to, to go back to because um, actually in the last years, I, I lost my a little my interest for gaming because um, in, in the 2000 years, because uh, I've seen a lot of huge graphic things, but uh, nothing behind, uh, so mm, nothing inside. Yeah. Just graphics, amazing 3D effects, but no stories and nothing really interesting. And I, I, when I, I remember when I was a child, it was that was the fascinating part because I had this world and I can go inside and do things, 
but then I, I really need to actually remember things and maybe draw a map on the piece of paper to, to remember yep. things where they are and things like this. So you go into the game in the, in your real life even. And um, yeah, that's uh, definitely a, a thing I, I wanted to, to, to go back in, in with SpaceNet. Yeah, no, I appreciate well, that. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, what do you remember? Like the the games you grew up with that like like the the the, the adventure games you grew up with. <laughs> do you remember any of them? Yes, of course. I mean, the the, the most important was Monkey Island. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. of course. Yeah. Yes. And yes, I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean the the World Lucas Art um, um, Palazzo collection. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. When I was a, a, a child, it was for me, it was so amazing, this Star Wars universe. And universe, and, um, um, and I don't know, it's like um, <clears throat> I started with all this stuff at the same time. And actually in SpaceNet, I tried a little to, to put all this nice stuff together, which I really enjoyed when I was a child. So it's a science fiction game, but it's an adventure game at the same time. and um, yeah, especially this adventurous stuff. I mean, uh, Denise's Steel Sky and uh, so on. And I, I just love them all. And um, yes, for SpaceNet, it was kind of the idea was to, to bring everything together. So, like this space feeling, but also uh, this adventure feeling. I have to admit, I, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Please, please. Yeah. Please finish your thought. I'm sorry. Yes. <clears throat> what I want to say about these uh, action points, it started actually because I wanted to to release the game on uh, touchscreen, as of for um, Google um, Play, and uh, so that was the that was, I don't know. I was thinking about how to create um, an adventure game which is usable with a touchscreen, and that was a kind of challenge. And that's why the design it is like it is. Is it on the Play Store? Yes. Oh, is. okay. I didn't know that. Um, yes. it, it makes perfect sense for a touchscreen. What I was gonna say yeah. before, um, before um, what I was gonna say when I sadly interrupted you is that I actually got out of adventure games after a while because they became so much of a pixel hunt. Like eventually, ah, yes. they they started getting just less in story and more about puzzles and the hunting for that one pixel that would get you the, 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 ha- the handkerchief you needed for that puzzle three rooms back. I started losing patience for that sort of thing. Yes. Which is why yeah. I, I especially appreciate your game because you, it's, you don't have, you don't have that, uh, that kind of pixel hunt. It's, it's much more straightforward. Yes. Uh, which yes, I definitely. really appreciate. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. I mean, it's uh, um, one reason is because of this touchscreen screen uh, ID, and um, the other reason is I I figure out that nowadays the people they are lazy too. I don't think so, <laughs> especially the young people. I mean, we we are we we are more patient because we know maybe all the game where in the in the past and so looking for things and trying things like, you know, this, these nine words, uh, verbs, uh, from monkey Island, trying every verb on every object. Um, but I thought maybe 
I would like to, to, to simplify the interface as much as possible, but at the same time to, to keep the feeling of, uh, I'm, I'm trying around things. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's one reason for these action points. So we have these action points and these action points do everything. You can, this is an action point to walk to, but you can also, uh, have a look to, and you can also use things on it and you can also talk to people with it. So it's like, yeah, it's very, know, it's, it's, it's very efficient. Very, very, yeah, it's very functional. I yeah. think you nailed exactly what you were going for. Yeah. With that, with that UI, because the, the usability of it is, it's very simple, very accessible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, excuse me, Brian, where, which, which uh, key have you pressed uh, right now with this weird menu? Which was uh, oh that that accessibility menu? I think that was A. I hit ah. A and that popped up. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Because I'm so used to WASD that uh, ah. I I I started hitting that kind of out of instinct. I didn't mean to, but I was like, I want to go left, and then I hit A because you know. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then it's like, oh wait, what's this menu? Yes. Um. Oh wait, did you not know that was there? <laughs> No, I didn't know, and actually, oh. I should put it out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I, I helped you find that. Yes, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> it will be away in the next version. That's that's, that's why. That's, I mean, when I started Space Game Junkie, it was pure text because I thought I would have the time to write stuff. And then I got a full-time job, and I'm like, I should start doing videos like everybody else's. And... So many developers have found the videos so useful because like that I'll, I'll do things that they weren't expecting like that. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> so, yes. so as, as much, uh, like video is great. It's become maybe too big. Uh, like too many people are doing it. I don't know, but like in a lot of ways it's great. So I am quite glad for it. <laughs> and that that's yes. the that's the kind of reason why because you didn't know that was there that's because i hit a trying to go left <laughs> so, <laughs> all right so well, that's good. it can be uh it can be a mixed bag i would say because yes. sometimes you're looking for a walkthrough and someone will say hey watch my three-hour video uh, there's your walkthrough yeah like, <laughs> that's true maybe like, maybe i just want a text to help me through this particular section and i don't want to try to jump through three hours of video in it one really, in one re- single video. It really depends on what you're looking for. Like a lot of times, like if I'm looking for a certain thing, I'll, I'll lean toward text. But yesterday I was having a problem with my PlayStation two and I leaned for some reason, my brain went to the video, which was interesting. Um, so I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Right. For me at least. Um, and the video was kind of helpful. <laughs> like yes, one, one of the tips uh, side note one of the tips it told me was try playing your PlayStation 2 upside down and and that worked like it won't read the disc really well when it's right side up but upside down no problem what, right. what the hell PlayStation <laughs> 2 Slim what the hell's going on there uh, <laughs> I don't freaking know um <laughs> So basically the story, uh, I didn't get super far in the story. I got to the furthest I got for the videos I was making was the space city. Uh, 
Uh, that was yes. the furthest I got. Uh, but I really did appreciate the story and the writing because uh, let's just be honest, doing humor in a video game is tough. It's very tough. A lot of times it feels forced or yes. cliched. And a lot of times it's just, it doesn't work. But this game, while not like, you know, a, a huge, it doesn't lean hugely on humor. It has like a kind of a simple dry humor that I mm-hmm. think really works for the, yes. for the feel of the game. Yes. So how, how big is the story? Like, I don't know how far I got, um, but how big would you say the story is? Like, like how far did you, did you, when I tell you I got to that space city, is that 5%? Is that 10%? Like, like how much? Where, are you in the city center? Did you went to, to the bar there? Uh, I went the to the space city? No, I went to the ISC and I landed and I took the train. Okay. To the other area. And that's as far as I got because I went back and my ship was gone. I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't find All my, right. I couldn't find my ship anymore. So I got okay. I kind of got stuck. Uh <laughs> I hope it's not a bug. <laughs> I hope not too. I hope not too. The the video of that will be out later this week. That's where I stopped because I couldn't find my ship. And I don't know if like they parked it somewhere and I just couldn't find it or what. But uh, no, I got to this. Uh, I, I took the. It was to the other area of the train in the yes. ISC. Um, yes, and that's as far as I got. Spaz, how far did you get? You get farther than that? Uh, I only played about uh, oh half an hour or so, okay. so I didn't get all that far. So yeah, how how big would you say the game is? So, um, I mean, it's bigger. <laughs> definitely. Right, it's bigger. Yes. I'm just Maybe curious. you are, I don't know. It really depends because it's like a, a try of mine was to make, make it non-linear. Oh. And so you can do many things. You have kind of different quests. Oh, um, okay. So it's really difficult for me to say oh, that's fair. where exactly you are because... Um, you 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 could be at that point. You could be in the middle of the game, but you could also be in uh, in in one quarter. I mean, twenty five percent of the game. Oh no, that makes sense because, um, I I thought of it that way because a lot of the adventure games I used to play at least were pretty linear. You know, yes, they were they, they yes. were they were pretty linear. There were there were like slight variations here and there, but for the most part, it was. Pr- like especially those old Sierra games. I don't know if you played those Sierra games. LucasArts games were like this too, where like you'd walk from one screen to the other, and then one screen to the other, and so it was. And yes. sometimes you could walk up, and sometimes you could walk down, but most of the time you were walking left or right. And uh, yes. so that's why I thought like I'm this far in the game, but it makes sense that you know you'd go in different directions and find different things. And suddenly, um, hey, depending I'm, on how you do things, yeah, yeah. Can, can you show me your inventory? Oh, I'm not playing. I'm not actually playing it right now. Um, ah, okay. Now this is this is one of the videos I made. We used to play the game live while we were while we were recording these, but it got so distracting. Like I would pay less attention to the guest and more attention to the game, 
And yes. so like anyone listening on audio would just hear me go, oh, you know, ah, you know. <laughs> I was amazed. I was thinking how oh, you are kind of multitasking uh, professional. No, 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 no. I, I apologize. It's always recorded video. Almost <laughs> always recorded video. Uh, except there's sometimes when like we'll get a developer on and he's got a multiplayer game that we all can play at the same time. And so we'll do that. We'll do that's when we'll like actually play a game. Usually is when we're all playing. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's pre-recorded video. Uh, but all I right. think, I think most of the stuff, I think in the, I think, let's see, I, I dropped off the envelope to the guy. Uh, I don't remember what else is, that was the big thing I remember in my inventory was the, um, the last thing I got, the last thing I remember getting was the dynamite to open, ah, okay. up, open up part of the mine. On that first planet, Xylo? Yes. Yeah, so that's the last thing I remember getting. Uh, but okay, at, so... But at some point I found, like, the coordinates of the space city, and so that's that's the last place I stopped at. So, I mean, you... I would say maybe one... How, how many um, SpaceNet nodes have you installed? And Zero. And I've only, okay, found, so, I've only found two gems. In fact, okay, I, so, I just got to the part. No, sorry, I don't know how spoiled this is, but I just got to the part where it tells you how many space no, net nodes there are. Okay. Um, and it's like, oh, there's four of them. I don't know what they are, but there's four of them, and they want me to install them. That's all I know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you're not too far. <laughs> okay, good. Actually. No, I like you, that. You, you explored a lot of the world, and that's good. But uh, there are many things to do. And even maybe in places you have already been. And oh, maybe you need to go back and do oh. things. See, so it's really... I, I, I try to do it as non-linear as possible. Of course, it is not completely non-linear. Sure. But uh, as an example, this, this SpaceNet nodes you need to install, they are, you can do that whatever you want. So... They are like special quests, and you need to to install them all to finish the game. Um, yes, so it, it, it's mostly non-linear, but of course there are some things you need to do to come further sometimes. Bottlenecks. No, I like that. That makes sense. No, I like that. Yeah. And I, I like that um, when you first look at this game, you might not think that exploration is such a big part of it. But it's a huge part of it, and yes, and I really appreciate that because I love exploration in, in any game, and and the fact that you know you give the player quite a bit of freedom, even from jump, to uh, and one, but not only do you give them freedom, like so far none of the puzzles, and I said this earlier, but none of the puzzles were like so complex you want to tear your hair out. Like when you're first captured. It doesn't take you too long to figure out, and maybe this is because of the interface too. It yes. doesn't take you too long to figure out how to get the hell out of your jail cell. Um, yes, and so I, I really appreciate. Like, you're not. It's not like simple to solve, but it's it's simple is not the word I'm looking for, but it's straightforward. Yes. Like it will become more complicated. I, I, I really that was not so easy actually to 
to increase the the difficulty on a non-linear game. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I bet, <laughs> I bet. But uh, the puzzle they should should be more and more complicated uh, in the game. Yes, which makes sense. So at, at the beginning, it's really really easy, and I was also like, I, I want the people to because it's it's not not a. Uh, um, it's, it's a kind of new interface, so nobody knows how to play it. So at the beginning, I want to be really straightforward. So the people, they don't get upset and they they shut down the game. I really wanted to keep them um, so playing. So that, that that's why at the beginning, the, the puzzles yeah. are easy. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that because, yeah, there really aren't any other games I can think of that use this kind of action point not point but action spot system that you have um to keep it's kind of interesting because you see a screen you're like these this is all i have to do with all these action spots but then like like you said earlier uh not every action spot just does one thing and not every action spot is one and done so so there's all it it looks simple but it belies a more complex game underneath the surface that has a lot going on actually <laughs> yes yes um actually yes it's true and uh it was that was kind of challenge because um i don't know i've never seen that before so i needed to to develop it so to to figure out is it playable or not i'm i'm, I'm still don't know how much people will like this interface i mean it's kind of new and um i don't know i i i hope people will like it but i don't know because uh, i don't know any game like this well we liked it if that helps um it 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 lets it's interesting like what's the best way to say it i think It, it gives the player a lot of flexibility without getting in the player's way like that's good it, and it eases you into it as well yeah because you you are rewarded for experimenting but your options initially are very low so that you don't get too lost in its complexity as you get further yes. in the options open up you can do more things but the the underlying mechanics are still the same yes and one thing i noticed it doesn't really punish you for trying different things like Oh, I'm going to try this pickaxe on this thing. You don't like lose the pickaxe after that. It's just like, oh, it didn't work. You know, you're not really puni- <laughs> you're not really punishing. Like some games will do that. Some games like, oh, pickaxe, yes. the pickaxe broke. There goes your pick. Like, god damn it. <laughs> yes. I mean, what? It could be a good idea. I might no, implement it. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Uh, I mean, unless it's, there's a good reason for it, I'm I'm not a fan of punishing a player needlessly like yes and so like i yeah i i I like the fact that um your game encourages experimentation because like there aren't really that many fail well at least i haven't encountered any but like something just won't work you won't lose anything you know by trying something you know the game will just tell you that's not a good idea or that's not gonna work you know that's yes. all. That's all yes. I'll tell you. So, well, uh, yes. I was going to say maybe it might be fun if you have <laughs> items that don't exactly have a use. Yes, they, they they don't belong to any puzzles, 
and you might try them with something and then that's, you lose that item and you might be wondering oh, oh am i going to need that later but no it's just a joke item <laughs> it's a red herring that's you've cold. lost the item that's but cold. it was <laughs> that is cold man that is but if, the, but if the text tells you well I guess I wasn't going to use that this this time around. Something to that effect. Because it, it, yes. it indicates to you that it was a useless item and you lost it. I mean, there were games that, like, if you lost something, if you found a thing, like, in the first 5% of the game and you lost it for whatever reason, you can't finish the game. Yes. Yeah. But yes. that's uh, what I'm suggesting is not a punishment. I know, but that's a, I know. Yeah. That's what I that's what I think of when you bring this up is that I think there was one adventure game I played like back in the day where like I lost a pencil or something and it's like I learned later I never would have finished it because I lost that one thing. And it's like why design a game that's, like that? I don't like it. I don't either. No, right. I don't either. Right. No, uh, but some people do. Some people like like these are the type of people who play Dark Souls games. Like they enjoy the punishment. <laughs> like no, yes. that's that is not me. I do not. But uh, <laughs> yes, I, I don't like it neither. So Space Knight is not like this, and it's kind I, one of the biggest uh, uh, rule I learned from Monkey Island was exactly that. So um, it is so funny because you you can't do mistakes you can't get stuck somehow you can always you know you you it's all right what you are doing so you can you can try everything um and and for me for it's kind of really important thing in adventure game not to have any dead ends or like you cannot go further you are stuck because you lose something um i yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't know it's like of course, your ID uh, is quite good to have uh, useless items and then uh, break them. And then uh, the hero will say, oh, I don't need it anyway. So <laughs> why not? I like it. I like some. Uh, I Actually, I would like to, to, to add some more things. I just released the game. It was I, I worked on it for four years, actually. Wow. <laughs> it was a huge thing. Yes. Um, I'm a, uh, I'm a hobbyist programmer, so I do it when I have time. Right. Is this your, is this your first game? No, but oh, okay. it's my first real release, I would say. Oh, the, okay. first commercial game, would you say? Yes, the first commercial game. The the one before, the prequel, um, I finished it too, and it's the two only games I finished. And otherwise, uh, tons of uh, other Projects <laughs> never finished, but uh, this this one I finished it. Wait, but other... I, I really I really would like to to uh, sorry, uh, but I really would like to to continue putting more stuff. So I'm really happy if you have good ideas, definitely. Oh, did you say the game? The other game you made was a prequel to this. It kind of yes, but oh. I I it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it is available actually. It is uh, you find it on on each uh, IO and um, even on Google Play. It okay. is it is called uh, SFIO, and it's really really basic. Um, and if you like, I can I can tell you the story about this because um, 
this was the game when uh, I was thinking about, I want to learn programming. So this, this prequel. And um, then I started doing the game, creating it, and um, all the graphics and everything. And I made so many mistakes while programming. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was awful. <laughs> I but I, I finished it. I finished it. But I found anyway. it. I found it on itch.io. Um, SF.io. Nice. Yeah. I yes. will, I will definitely link this. Uh, oh, let me just put it in the chat too. Uh, I'll definitely link this in the uh, podcast post so people can check this out as well. Um, That's good. Oh, it is on Google and, play. Look at that. And actually this, this first game, it's, well, it was horribly programmed, and um, <laughs> I managed to finish it. It was okay, but then I had the feeling, okay, I learned so much, so many things. Sorry. So I made so many mistakes while programming. I would like to, to do it properly. And so I started to, to develop things, to do some abstractions and uh, everything. I, all the mistakes I made to, to, to create a kind of new game engine to redo it one day and um but i haven't planned to finish it actually it was just like okay no i know my mistakes i went to to do it properly and that's it but then um it was the 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 birth of of spacenet actually because um yes it became better and better and then it was so nice i could start really creating this world and it was well programmed and then uh, yeah i just continued and then uh, now i release it so so you will see if you if you check the the prequel you see uh there are a lot of shared graphics yeah um but um yes it's it's really really different you see the huge jump forward uh, between the two uh what, so what what did you build this game on was it unity like the the engine uh, no it's like and uh, i started uh, i i wanted to 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 start programming and to to learn how to do it and i was looking for something easy and um i'm i'm like a, a linux user and uh, i was looking around what's what's there and actually i found an um, engine called rampy it is actually made for graphic novels and um but i don't know i was like okay well give it a try and then i thought actually it's funny you don't really need to do graphic novels you can do other stuff and everything is just there and fine so you you can it's it, it was a really good start to learn programming because it was not frustrating at all i just could start doing some dialogues and put some variables and uh, change things and create some is really simple functions and it worked and it's um, so i started um, um programming uh, uh sfio the prequel and then i when i wanted to do it right i um i learned python in the meanwhile and i was thinking about okay maybe with pygame but um, since i didn't want to to create a new game i just wanted to do some proof of concepts for the new programming things. I continue um, 
uh, writing it in RenPy. And so actually, uh, SpaceNet is written in RenPy. And not, uh, it's not a graphic novel, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a really nice uh, adventure game. But um, yes, uh, and, and when I, after, after I, I when I was, at, I, I don't know, maybe at the middle of the game or something like this, I, I figured out many really, really nice engines like um, Godot or whatever uh, I could use. And, um, but it was too late. So like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I didn't want to, to rewrite everything from scratch. So I finished it on, on that engine. But if I do the, my, my next game will not be on, on, on this engine. Definitely not. <laughs> I, I have to admit it's, it's also impressive how like, because maybe because of the graphics or the engine, but like, it's not a big game. It's what? 160 some megs. That's it. Yes. It's yes. it's so small <laughs> compared yes. to so many other games. It's so small. Uh but it has it has so much in there. And but one thing I appreciate is even though you have a lot going on and you use you have text and everything, like there's never too much text. I just realized like you're not reading and reading and reading and reading and reading like you're again. I'm going to use this word efficient. You're very efficient mm-hmm. in the writing of this game. Did that take a lot of work? Because, because like so many games, like just pile on the exposition, and uh, sometimes you just don't want that. But with your game, it's like most things are a few sentences, and that's yes, that's it. And so I'm just curious did did you purposely work toward that kind of efficiency in writing? And if so, how much work did that entail? I mean, not not so really. Actually, I, I I don't know. I was I was really I wanted to to do programming, and uh, since I developed this game alone, so I had to do everything. I had to write the dialogues, and I, write, I had to do the graphics and the sound and everything. Um, and actually, it was for me. It was like writing text, just an an, an annoying part somehow because. It is really easy to do, it's, but it has to be done. So I kept it short somehow. But actually, it's good. Yes, I like it too. That, but sometimes I, I'm 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 asking myself if even not 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 enough. So maybe a little bit more context be fine. Maybe I will we add some more in the future. But it works for now. So I, I'm 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 happy about this. Yeah, I don't I don't really think you need to because. Like it's an, it's an art to say a lot with a little, you yes. know, it's a, it's an art to use words and language efficiently. Yes. Like, yeah. like one of the best books I wrote on, right. Uh, read, ever read on writing basically said, try and try and say as much as you can with as few words as possible. Um, yes. And that's hard. That is really hard because like, it's so easy to say something in 10 words that you could have said in three, you know? Yes. <laughs> so I just, I really did appreciate that. Yes. Uh, what was it? What was it? Going? I mean, about the, the, the size of the game, you know, if I don't know if you remember, but these old games like monkey Island, I, I, I play them again now on scum and I'm so amazed. It's my, it's, it's a couple of, of megabytes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I hear you. <laughs> 
the game I've been playing a lot. It's called Starfleet Two, and it's it's from uh, nineteen eighty nine. And it's like this whole space war game with fleets moving around. And it's like got a million moving parts and it's all random generated and all this stuff. It's like three megs. Yes. Holy it's, it's crap. So... Or Starflight. I don't know. Did you ever play Starflight? No. Oh, okay. It's one of the best space adventure games ever made. It came out, okay. in, it came out in 1986 on two low density floppy disks, five and a quarter low density floppy disks, which are 384 K each. I think. Yes. Yes. I think. Yeah. 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 So, so, but it was a whole galaxy of, of, yes. of planets and alien encounters. And it just amazes me. Like you'll see some games a day, like call of duty four won't fit on the PlayStation four hard drive. It's like, Holy crap. What? <laughs> Why? Yes. Yes. Why yes. is this game so big? Why? Yeah. That's a huge amount of data. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really still impressed about how they managed in the past to create such such huge universe and stories and text with sound even of, of a couple of floppies. So I don't know. Yeah. It's amazing what, how, what they crammed into the limits they had. It's just yes. really amazing. And I think a lot of, I think even with our better computing and whatnot, I think indie gaming like you and others kind of keep that alive today. Um, yes. Because so many indie games aren't that big, you know, like so many indie games I play are less than a gig, you know? Yes. Like there was a, there was a little side scrolling game I played the other day that was like 86 megabytes, which yes. just yeah. like, I remember back in the day when I first got my um, 20 megabyte hard drive, my first hard drive, it was 20 megabytes. Like I could put every game I own on this. Yes. <laughs> Just going to copy every floppy over to this hard yes. drive. <laughs> and yeah, that's another example. Uh, there's Loop Hero, which recently came out. And as you probably know, yes. I play a lot of it. Yeah, that game it, is great. And it's so small. It's, it's only 136 megabytes. Yeah, yeah it's so small. And, it, and I have 21 hours in it. <laughs> it's yeah, great. wow. It's great. Yeah, I've yeah. only I've only put maybe an hour or so in it, but I'm like, because I'm everyone's talking about it, like what's the big deal? And then I play it. I'm like, oh, this is actually yeah, real, this you, is actually really good. <laughs> you <laughs> okay. can see why I'm hooked. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's it's one more run, one more loop. You got to do one more loop. It really it really does that really well. And in a way, SpaceNet has that because I, as I was playing, I'm like, got to get to the next area. One more area. You know, I got to get to the next area. Yes. Uh, yes. So, I mean, you know, in, in terms of data, the biggest things are is the sound, actually, <laughs> and the music. That's mainly the main data. Yes. And then the graphics and then the, the code is really, really small. Yes. Yeah, but but that's good because 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 again, you uh, especially with data caps and stuff, you got to keep your stuff small. But like, it also shows an efficiency of programming that a lot of people still do to this day, which is what we we're just talking about. Like, like games don't need to be eighty, ninety gigs to be awesome. You know? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, be- you know, if you yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, 
I mean, if if you download it, I don't know, like uh, if on your phone or something, and then you, I don't, I don't know, you, it's 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 there. So, you know, you you click install, download, and then I don't know, one minute later, it's there, and you can play, and you don't need to to wait tons of hours. So. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to download it. On, I didn't know it was available on the phone as well. I'm going to get it on my phone and see how it plays. I'm I'm insanely curious. See how it plays <laughs> on my phone because it was designed for it, so it's a kind of um, no. I get it. Yes. I get it. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of SpaceNet things on the Play Store. Uh, there it is. Okay. That's possible. I don't know. Uh, well, the first one, looked, the first one looked like some kind of utility, like some kind of space, like like hard drive space utility or something. I wasn't. I didn't really look at it. Uh, it's but you're clean up, I guess. Yeah, something. Okay. Like, uh, are you looking at it too, Spaz? No, uh, I'm just guessing. Just just by the way you're describing it, it's like a disk cleanup tool. Let me see if I can. Let me see. Oh, it's a shop. It's a shopping tool. What the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's Thank a shop. It's a shopping tool. In this, is in French, is this French? Is this uh, telecom things finance? No, what? Where are you? I'm I'm on the Play where? Store and I typed in SpaceNet and the first thing that comes up is a thing from MCOM, and it looks like some kind of shopping app. <laughs> okay, wait, I will have but there's one review. It looks ah, like yes, MCOM. And it looks like it's in French. So Okay. I don't know it. But I'm I'm installing know. I'm installing your game on my phone right now because I want to check this out. <laughs> I am done. That's good. <laughs> there is a demo too. So No, I I just bought it. I mean it's six oh. it's six freaking dollars. You know? Yes. If I have a job. You know, I mean I can afford okay. six freaking dollars. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Plus, you know, you were kind enough to give me a key for the Steam version so I can review it. So, you know, it's the le- it's the literal least I could do. You know? But that's really nice, actually. <laughs> really, really nice. Installing right now. I'm dying to try this on my phone. It's funny because uh, I'm totally new. As I, 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 the first commercial game I release and the first time I release on Steam and I'm like discovering all these communities and you know, like your space game junkie and it's really amazing. So I don't know. I didn't know all this stuff exists. <laughs> oh, oh crap. <laughs> that's, that's the game on the phone. You guys, uh, geez. Okay. That's loud. Um, I hope I didn't just wake up my wife. I think she's awake already. Uh, I'm definitely going to try that later though. Once I know we're both awake. <laughs> so this is your first, how are you finding uh, the experience on like on, how are you finding the experience of releasing your first, uh, first game ever first commercial game? Uh, it's really interesting. I mean, it's, uh, it's really our own parallel world somehow. I, I didn't know so much about mm. Um, I mean, even Steam, it's like, it's huge. And uh, it took me two months to get it on Steam, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yes, because it's like really, really complicated. Um, 
But it's all good because afterward, when you've done everything the right way, then uh, you've got it on Steam and it looks everywhere nice and all the graphics are done, but you need to create tons and tons of graphics and um, and things. And especially um, with the, the taxes uh, in the United States and do some papers and they need to be reviewed and whatever. Um, so it was a huge process. But I'm really happy because actually on Steam, I have the feeling everything is, the whole world is meeting on Steam and, and the other release platforms, they are just like side projects. Um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Steam is the juggernaut. It really it's is. It's really yeah. crazy. It's really crazy. And then I was, uh, uh, when, when I uh, released, to, one day after the, the release day, I was uh, um, I got another flow of emails from I don't know uh, mostly spam from uh, I don't know pseudo um, 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 creator people from oh, God. wherever. Yeah, that is a thing then, where they'll be yes. like, "Hey, could you can you give us fifty keys?" So, yes, exactly. So, so we could <laughs> we'll stream your game. We have a huge community. Let's. Give me, give me 50 yes. keys and we'll stream your game. It's like, uh, okay, okay, laxadaisical at gmail.com. Yeah, I'll give you 50, 50 keys for your you know, non-existent Twitch channel. Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's, yes. So many developers have complained about that. That's why I'm so glad I have an actual email address. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's, that was so weird because at the beginning, I, I mean, I, I was new, so I, I didn't know. And I didn't know about all these curator programs from Steam and things like this. And it was like, whoa, what is going on now? And, and okay, I had the feeling uh, they are all some kind of spam, but I didn't know. Okay. And so somewhere hard to, to know if it is spam or not. So like nice people asking for one key and they had some, I don't know, some websites, um, but at the end, um, I had a lot of research on the internet and I uh, figured out, okay, Steam has a curator connect program. So you, you can choose your curators as, um, as a developer. So, uh, and that's the way to go. So yeah, I, that is, that is, that helps Steam get out of actually curating anything themselves. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cause they, they are <laughs> terrible at doing any kind of curation on their own. Um, because okay. they don't care. They don't. No, or, I think they care. It's just you think the they care. That I I do because no. it hurts the bottom line if if it shows that they don't. Mm. So they've been giving more tools for how to how to uh, for example, filter your searches, and they they've been using the uh, I think it might still be in beta, uh, the recommendation tool. You know, you go through and say, "Oh, I've played this. What other games are there like this with uh, within this released within this time frame?" And you can filter that and get some results out of it. Oh, really? Oh, that must yeah. be is right. that, that's a new thing because I that's I a new. It, well, last year I think is when they they started to push it out there. Oh, and right. I, yeah. Right. So they're yeah. they're putting out some tools for that, but again. <laughs> It takes some work on the part of both the curators and the consumers, the player end, yeah, to find these things. 
that's why right. that's why I was saying it's really brave. I think to be an indie game developer today because there are so many games coming out. It's so easy to get lost in the shuffle. Yes, um, definitely. Which is which is one reason I'm glad we're we exist to help filter at least the space games out and help people find good space games. Uh, yeah, I'm very yeah. I'm very glad we've at least carved that niche out for ourselves. And other people do the same thing with their little like Exploraminate and all the there there are other smaller creators that have found a good niche for themselves. And and, and there this, are other streamers that do it too that that cover yeah. some of the same games we do, which is cool because oh no problem it means there's yeah. more people talking about them. Yeah, I mean ultimately it's, we want these games to sell. That's what we want. We want we want people to find these games and buy them. <laughs> and it's, yes. And it's funny when I started space game junkie almost 10 years ago now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's been around a while. Um, All right. There were no new space games coming out. Like sp- space pirates and zombies was the first new space game to come out in a while. That wasn't from Eastern Europe. And, uh, <laughs> Because it's a game I helped beta test, right? But for so many, for all, for over a decade, mo- the majority of space games were coming from Russia, or or other, or uh, or other Eastern European countries. Um, that was interesting. At least on PC, there were a few uh, on consoles, but that's true. There were there was yeah. like you know Battlestar Galactica and a few and and Dark Star One, but like on PC, it was almost all Russian stuff. Um. So in 2011, like nothing, hardly anything new was coming out. Uh, and now it's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's almost a deluge of, of news. <laughs> right. uh, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. James, why do you blame consoles? Blame consoles for what? <laughs> what do you blame consoles for, James? Uh, for you the mean, drought in space games? The drought in space uh, games? Yeah. I, I don't uh, think so. Well, that's part of it. It's part of the equation. It's not the whole equation. But consoles did have a big part in moving people away from having joysticks. Uh, move they move people toward like gaming on the TV. It, it it definitely leaned people away from PC for a while, and it also because of the how much more accessible games got. Um, yeah, it definitely. Uh, put more complex games like free space and whatnot on the back burner for a while. The consoles mm-hmm. had their role. I think uh, it wasn't the whole, yeah. it wasn't the whole part of the, yeah. it wasn't the whole. I, I, I think there was more of a, it hit a, a, it hit a point where early two thousands, they, the, uh, the, the companies that were actually producing games, not, Sorry, that were publishing games, not not developing them. They made the shift away from. Yeah, they the totally genre. did because there were some, space games weren't selling as well anymore. Like because Free Space Two and X Wing Alliance, they weren't huge sellers compared to the space games that had come before them. And the companies saw that oh, people are playing these games more now. We're going to lean more in this direction, you know. And that's that's what happened. But uh, it's a completely different thing now. So, yeah, consoles had their role in the decline of space games, but it wasn't the whole part of the equation. Um, like, people just... It was also people. 
It was also people became less interested in like free space two was a flop. Free space two is one of the greatest space games ever made. And it was a complete and utter flop, you know, and that I, you can't blame that entirely on consoles. You know? <laughs> That's just people didn't want it anymore. And I think there was mm-hmm. a saturation point as well. I think people were like another one. So, which I find hard to believe, but I think people did get a little oversaturated with them. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that led to it. It wasn't just console games. Um, anyway, so it is about time for us to wrap up on that tangent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, folks, the game again is called space net is it, it is this top down, uh, intergalactic adventure game that is, as I like to say, lovingly retro. And uh, you can find it on both uh, Steam and uh, it, the Google Play Store. It's also on Itch as well. Yes. Um, and Game Jolt. Oh, Game Jolt? Okay, I didn't know that one. Um, I don't go to Game Jolt very often. Uh, I would say if you're honest. of a certain age, if you're of a certain age, it's a love letter to your childhood. Game Jolt? No, the game. The game is a oh, love oh, letter oh. to your childhood if you are of a certain age. Cause, um, yes. Yeah. That's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. definitely. It's it's it definitely it it made me it, it definitely harkened back to the '80s for me, which is a it, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, the game is on Steam, Itch, Game Jolt, and the Google Play Store. It is quite a lot of fun. Like I said, it looks simple, but it definitely isn't. There's a lot going on. And it's like I said, it looks you you look at it and you're like, this is all there is to do. But no, there's a lot to do. It's just a very efficient design. So go definitely check it out. Um, get the demo. Yeah, there's a demo. That's right. There is a demo. Yes. Uh, so because we did a morning podcast, we're going to, we sw- we're switching things up. We're doing a stream this afternoon. Uh, it's been a year today since I started streaming Starfleet two. Uh, so we're going to have kind of an anniversary stream today. Uh, probably starting around three. I'm going to start a little early. Um, so we're going to do that today. Uh, Thursday, what are we playing Thursday? I don't even remember. What we're playing. Unrailed. Unrailed. Yes. Oh, that's going to be fun. Thursday for our co-op land party. Uh, we're going to be playing this co-op game where you have a train and you have to build the track for it as it's moving. And it's very chaotic and it looks hilarious. It's called unrailed. And then next week on the podcast, we're going to welcome back. Uh, the lead, the head of EgoSoft, um, to talk about. I don't remember his last name, but because uh, I'm so fuzzy, we're gonna have, welcome back the head of EgoSoft next week uh, to talk about the new X4 expansion, Cradle of Humanity, um, as well as the big, huge uh, 4.0 patch, both of which are dropping today, incidentally. Um, So, yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, James. Very kind. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today and for listening and for having a pretty active chat. Uh, Thank you, Mozgrom, for buying the game. That's great. Uh, Please don't let derail work on your awesome game. Taxi Knot is one of my most hotly anticipated games, sir. So please keep working on that. (laughs) <laughs> and with that folks we will uh bid you a good day have a safe day have a great day be safe be well take care of each other love you and we'll see you back here 
in about, I guess in about eight hours, roughly. Uh, yeah, roughly about eight hours. We'll be back here for some more Starfleet too. Have a great one, y'all. Bye-bye.